Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 2. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars and its newly released sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Volume 2, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, Community Director for the online review site, Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So don't worry about tomorrow, take it for today, forget about the chat, we'll get hell to pay, have a drink on me. So we're back with Jason Sims, General Manager of Bungalow 44 in Mill Valley, uh, to talk about one of the most difficult things in the restaurant business, and that's the restaurant reboot. So you guys uh, recently uh, went through one of those yourselves, right? Yeah, a little over a year ago, uh, we closed for five weeks and I was actually hired during that time and um, did a full remodel and rebrand, brand new menu, a new chef, mostly the same concept, but but really a lot lighter, brighter, a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been a successful restaurant for 13, 14 years and very popular, super popular in the neighborhood. And, uh, Which is a long time for a restaurant. That's yeah, a lot so, of people don't realize that. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of the reason for the revamp was really to honor the regular guests that have been coming all those years. That they deserved a refresh. You know, you can't just keep in, putting out the same thing over and over and and not think it's going to get stale at some point. So of course, but then I would imagine you also want to attract a new audience exactly. as well, right? Yeah. So how do you appeal to a new audience while still placating? The old audience. Yeah, that's the a regulars. challenge. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes placating the, the old audience is the toughest part, especially at the beginning. It's the most, uh, it's, it's the most kind of, you're the most sensitive towards it because you get a lot of, you know, people coming in and they want to critique it because it's not the same old way. And, right. You know, Where's I mean, my chicken salad? Yeah, exactly. Right? No, I, I literally had salad people yeah. that wouldn't even look at the menu and say, I'll take the chicken paillar. <laughs> and see, I didn't work there before, so I never, I don't even know what this dish is. But they wouldn't even, they're like, oh, just tell the chef to make it. Right. It's like, and, you know, you, you can't cave, but you want to not insult people. and But you have to be confident in your product that you're putting out. That's something, you know, we're going to, give you enough good options and we're going to keep some of the old stuff, all the old, you know, some of the important old favorites and, but give you something really good that we trust that you're going to grow to love even more. Right. Well, you've also got to have service people who are able to steer people. So often, you know, the answer to a question is no, or I don't know or whatever. And that's not really very effective. No. A good service person, oh, you know, we don't have Stella, but I do have something like it. Or I don't have the chicken paillard. I do have this, though, mm-hmm. and I bet you you'll love that. But that, that, like you said, that goes along with confidence in the product because there are restaurants that not all, all the things on the menu are good. Yeah. And that can be a real problem from a service perspective is how to navigate around that because you don't want to recommend something or even allow someone to order something that you don't personally think is very good. Yeah, as a restaurant employee, there's nothing better than having confidence in what you're serving, Correct. being proud yeah. of it, and, yes. and being sure that they're going to like it. Right. That's like, it, when you're faking it, 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 you know it, and it does not yeah. feel good. Right. Well, and, and, and if, it, if it falls through and they get a bad experience, then it's all on you. Yeah. yeah. You know, so and then it's all on Yelp. Very soon thereafter. Yeah. Uh, and well, I'm curious with that whole process, though. So you said the, the restaurant was closed for five weeks. Yeah. 
So in that time, you were doing all like the cosmetic changes and making amendments to the food and cocktail menu. What about from the service standpoint? Are you are they part of the process? Are you doing training? Are you teaching them about the new menu items, or do you kind of let it be? Yeah, so not fully part of the process until it gets close to reopening time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was extremely lucky to inherit a really great staff there. Um, that also helped bridge that gap uh, reopening because they knew all you know, it's all familiar faces. I have a super nice staff; like they're really warm and welcoming and gracious and. And so that really helped. So it's like a little comfort level and, you know, they're in it together too. And they're, you know, they're excited and that, that, that rubs off on the guests as well. But yeah, they are trained. You know, we did a a full, probably three, four day training on new food, Mm -hmm. um, some practice service. The dining room is also set up a little differently. So getting used to table numbers and sections and whatnot, but we did a pretty good training. It was a scramble because, you know, the restaurant wasn't ready to open until the day that we opened. Oh, wow. I mean, we were literally, our, the tabletops that we ordered weren't up to standard, so we returned them. Mm-hmm. And so we borrowed tabletops from a restaurateur that we know, but we had to sand and stain them oh, the day that we opened in the parking lot. <laughs> We're all out there. We had friends out there. Power sanding. Oh, wow. Staining, staining, staining. This is all the behind-the-scenes oh, stuff yeah. that most diners don't Literally know about. Literally the day yeah. of. I mean, in, it's always you know, an adventure. at 2 p.m., we're still doing that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm trying to figure out a brand-new restaurant, which is fun. A little stressful, but yeah. it's fun. And and then, well, and at what point did you feel like, because i got to imagine that first day, especially with all the sanding, was probably a little bit more hectic than what you were expecting. At what point do you feel like, all right, things are clicking now? Like we, we're a smooth running machine. So honestly, as soon as we op- five o'clock, which is when we open on the very first day, as soon as that switch flipped, I felt pretty okay already. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we didn't need to work kinks out in the menu and everything. You know, there were some menu, new menu items that didn't work, and we, you know, pulled the plug on those pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, it's an evolving thing. Decoration, we've changed, all the artwork is, was changed more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally got our tables in, which are better than we ever imagined they'd be. And a few, you know, little adjustments to the setup and whatnot. But as far as service goes, and they were on it right away. That's it, great. It felt good. And I felt, you know, once you open the door, then it's just like, okay, now we let our natural talents and experience take over. Right. And you're mm-hmm. fine. It's the stress leading up. Even now, every day when I open the restaurant... The last hour before we open, I'm I'm like whirling dervish. I'm ripping around trying to finish everything before we open. But as soon as we open, I'm not stressed out anymore. It's, mm-hmm. This is what we do, and right. we're going to be fine. It's like just like like for me stepping behind any bar anywhere, and I'm instantly comfortable because yeah. I, that's that's what I do, right? Mm-hmm. And and but having the service people invested in the restaurant success is always a is 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 vital to a restaurant success because sometimes companies stop listening to their employees or or just don't set them up to be successful and that's all that can be a very difficult uh, situation to work in i mean we've all worked in restaurants or, or at least jason and i probably have where you know the kitchen's not doing a great job mm-hmm. and you have to make excuses and, and after a while you just don't want to do that you move on to another restaurant that can provide that right. so it's important for restaurants you know like i mean bungalow 44 has the ability to understand what's not working right. instead of just pounding that nail no matter how long it takes. And hoping that people will just come around and be like, oh, yeah, it is right. great. Yeah. yeah right. Right. And you'd be surprised at how many people are like that. You know, chefs can be stubborn sometimes and they refuse to change things because they know what's best. And 
you know, if they get stuck in that, it can be difficult. And that's true for service people or management or whatever. You have to, the, the, the success of a restaurant is the ability to evolve yeah. to whatever the circumstances are. When I was doing uh, PR for restaurants back in the day, there was another restaurant in Mill Valley who shall remain unnamed. <laughs> but uh, they brought me in to meet with the GM and the chef at the time. And they wanted some marketing ideas and like how can, we've been around for a while. We've been successful. People know who we are. But how do we branch out and reach new folks, you know? And given this restaurant's location, which is a nice view of Mount Tam and like on the water, I suggested they should do a happy hour because, well, everybody else in town is doing a happy hour and you have the nicest venue for it. And they immediately shook their heads no and said, no, it's our corporate philosophy. We don't do happy hour. And I was like, wow, I feel like you'd guys really be missing out on like this key audience or at least bringing in new folks. We, we parted ways and I wish them the best of luck. And then I remember about three months later, I was driving by the restaurant and I saw a big bright sign that said, now serving happy hour. <laughs> and this was 10 plus years ago. And any time I go to that restaurant for happy hour, it is packed. Yeah. So I'm glad this isn't like a story to pat myself on yeah. the back because happy hour isn't like a brilliant you know, like a. You didn't come up. With I didn't come idea, up with right? the idea of happy hour. I wish I had. I'd be a very rich man. But uh, kudos. <laughs> not a two to, for one. You wouldn't. Not a two for one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, kudos to to the restaurant owners for finally at least being receptive to trying new ideas. They might not all work, but you know, sometimes you'll find something that really resonates with your audience. Yeah, and ha- yeah, happy hours are tricky too because it's it that's a slippery slope. It also. is a very slippery right slope. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a great uh, bar rescue one where I remember one of the problems with the bar wasn't uh, what it was doing; it was the customers that it already had, mm-hmm. and they decided that they these customers were not welcoming and warm to new guests. And so they realized they had to completely get rid of their old customers if they wanted to expand because what they were doing is just subsistence right. existence. And you can't be successful in that. And you know, the other thing about a refresh is what's the first thing that ever happens on one of those shows? They clean the place. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Oh, yeah. hmm. you know, and it makes a big difference. You walk in, the place is clean and bright and fresh, and it feels different. It feels good. You know? Yeah, our group takes a lot of puts a lot of effort into keeping clean. You yes. Know, mm-hmm. They hire you know, besides the overnight crew that, that cleans the restaurant, typically there's a buffer that's there during the day, polishing wood and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it really makes a huge difference. I mean, you don't you'll never find a dusty shelf or anything, you know, right in the dining room. Um, and that's not easy. I mean, look at look at look at your own house, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, what you're talking about right? is yeah. the bar rescue. You know, I owned a bar in North Beach for about seven years, and kind of the same thing. It was in a, it's in a Tough part of North Beach, really cool part of North Beach, a lot of action mm-hmm. uh, right on Grant. And um, But you're a couple blocks away from Broadway where it's kind of gangster. It could get and, a little uh, dodgy. a little yeah. seedy. And yeah. we had a, we, I inherited a lot of customers and I didn't have the money for a full revamp. I, I basically just painted, uh, kept the name the same and... And it was tough. And I had to try a lot of different ways to try to weed some of them out with dress codes, which was mm-hmm. really hard to right. enforce. Because oh then you get cool people coming wearing a hat or something and, right. you know, right. it messes it all up. So That's even worse than service dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and people almost threatening us, wow. you know, they were, oh, yeah. they were, you know, trying to get them out of there. And it was a tough balance. You know, it never got to be exactly how I wanted it to be. But, mm-hmm. you know, we kept the old flavor, but it was hard to, uh, that was a hard it's not fair that they they have that much ownership over right. you when you're putting your right. all your money, heart, and soul into a place. Right. That they get to dictate how you operate. 
Well, people get territorial about things like yeah. that, and and then it becomes a real problem, right? I mean, a real hassle with a with no, you know, my favorite is a, you know, well, that's my bar stool. No, yeah. it's not your no, bar no. stool. It's my bar stool, and I'm letting you sit yeah. on it, yeah. right? And so you're pretty much renting this bar stool if for like an hour. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know that. Um, uh, there's sometimes a reboot doesn't always work though. Right. And uh, there's one restaurant in particular that I know has gone through at least three different incar- incarnations, all with the same name. So it's funny that you mentioned that you, with the bar you had in North Beach, yeah. you held on to the name, you gave it a nice fresh coat of paint and set up some new rules and regulations. But this one particular restaurant was a very high-end restaurant. And it must have, it was probably in town for like 20 plus years. And uh, every time they would shut down, somebody would come in and say, like, I've got an idea. We're going to do the same concept with the same name. Yeah. Right. And then they would open and then sure enough, inevitably it would fail. And then somebody else would come in and say, like, I've got another idea. Right. We're going to do the same thing, only charge more. And now we have a fresh coat of paint. And ultimately, that restaurant is no longer in existence. So um, I think it's more than just a reboot is more than just a fresh coat of paint. But yes. you've got to put some vision and, like you said, some heart and elbow grease. Yeah, we were also, it. and respecting what you had going before and capitalizing on that while adding new guests is right. huge. And us, you know, we were, I think it says something too, that we did keep 90% of the staff. They were willing to go without a job for five weeks, right. wow. you know, get unemployment. That's the real testament to a good company you know i mean that's very rare the kitchen is probably more than 90 percent stayed over the service staff was at least 80 percent um and and that helped a lot i mean that was huge because it kept keeps the kind of heart and soul of the restaurant alive well right you know because the restaurant's not just a building it's the people involved in that building don't worry about tomorrow take it for today be sure to join us in the new year after a short holiday break when we resume with new topics and new guests. My name is Jeff Burkhardt. Thanks for listening.